all the good things. We got all the good things. Their goal comes from a common place of their desire to help change the world for the better. Poverty does not represent your capacity to love or care for somebody else. Urban farmer, Will Allen. Kwan Stewart. He takes care of all the fur babies. Hello, friends. It's your favorite podcast, All the Good Things Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa. And I'm your other host, Esme. Like Beyonce, we both have an accent. (laughs) And we are both super excited to be back with some good stories today. We're stoked to share them with you. But before we do that, we always want to take a moment to think about what's going on that's wonderful in our life that's worth celebrating and remembering right now. So Esme, will you please share your good thing this week? Yes, and I'm so excited about this. So as many of you know, Melissa and I are yoga teachers, and uh, we met because we were both working at Korpar Yoga, and the other day I had the opportunity to teach a meditation on core power's instagram so it was really cool because i got a login as core power and stream a live thing and lead a meditation to people all across the world on instagram and that was a really really special opportunity for me that i was so stoked and grateful to have and i love yoga and i love meditation and i'm so happy i get to do it every day Yes, and they were lucky to have you. I wish I had your voice so I could sing to them. (laughs) (laughs) Next time, next time, I'll like join in on the call in the background. (laughs) I'll just pre-record it, pretend like it's me lip sync. There you go. (laughs) All right, what about you, Melissa? What's your good thing? My good thing this week, well, and actually always, but I never share it on the podcast, and that's just friendship in general. I even want to say friendship like with my own husband, even though we have more than just a friendship, obviously, we're like tied together oh, together. Really? <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> but as just in general, a friendship where we can all do things together and be able to enjoy memories and moments with special people in your life, I think is something to always be grateful for. And it's not something I acknowledge enough in verbal words. So I want to say it right here. I want to document it right now that I'm very grateful for all the people in my life who are near and dear and make my life more awesome. I appreciate you. Hey, Melissa. Yeah. I'm grateful that you're my friend. Me too, Esme. Love you very much. (laughs) Uh, You were just holding your hands in such a cute little silly way. She was doing that thing where you cup one at the bottom and then you put the other one in the same position but opposite on top. This is what I have to do now. I have to imagine that I'm like with you and I'm holding your hand. Like how the Von Trapp fam, like how like a little cute singer would stand and sing yes like the yodelers Mm -hmm. yeah uh (laughs) uh-huh it was precious (laughs) thank you for giving everyone the imagery um but now on to our big stories and the ones that are really really worth remembering and acknowledging today so esme's gonna take us away with her good story first all righty my story is about kwan stewart cool name right Also, I'd like everyone to know from the very beginning that he kind of looks like Vin Diesel. So (laughs) as you're carrying this story in your mind, 
picture a Vin Diesel type looking fellow uh, doing all of these good things I'm about to talk about. He's like Vin Diesel, but a little bit leaner and a little bit tanner. Cool. I yeah. can picture it. Mm-hmm. Quan. Quan Stewart. And Quan Stewart grew up in New Mexico, where he spent his free time rescuing stray animals. So it's just his, his hobby from wow. a childhood age. And, you know, New Mexico is all desert space, right? So he also grew up dreaming of beaches. And that dream came true due to hard work and a nice athletic scholarship to a college where he became a vet. And now he's a very successful veterinarian in California. Oh, you know what? I just pieced together that you were talking about veterinarian when I was thinking you were talking about like a veteran. Oh. You said vet. Go on. Veterinarian. He's an animal doctor. (laughs) Yes. He takes care of all the fur babies. So he's been a successful veterinarian, animal doctor, in California for a long time, and he was working as a vet in 2007 when the Great Recession hit. And that was a pretty big wake-up call for him because he noticed very quickly how that financial crisis resulted in so many animals getting dumped onto the streets, um, along with people, too, you know? Just financial Mm -hmm. hardship leads to homelessness and a lack of ability to care for animals. So there was just an abundance of homelessness during that recession and also animals in the shelter that needed love. And he was walking to 7-Eleven one day as he normally did to either get gas or coffee or something. And you know how sometimes a homeless person hangs out at one particular place and you kind of see them constantly? Most of the time you just ignore them, which is a, a problem in itself. But this day... Dr. Kwan decided to go up and talk to this person and this person had a dog and he just said, hey, how's your dog? What's going on with it? And it turns out that their dog had a really intense allergy to fleas and was losing hair, was scratching everywhere. All the all the bad flea things were happening to this precious pet. So Dr. Kwan decided to do something and in just two minutes of his time and a little money out of his own pocket, he gave this dog medication for fleas and came back a week later where the homeless guy was there again with his pet. But this time, the pet already looked so much healthier. Its hair was growing back. There were no more rashes. And the homeless guy reached out to him to say thank you and started crying because he was so happy that he was able to provide for his pet a little bit more than what he was able to at that moment and he said that his pet was able to sleep better now and he was able to sleep better now and it kind of just turned on this light bulb inside of Dr. Kwan. He describes it as his spark where he realized I want to keep making this type of a difference and so he did. He got a little table, set it up in the corner of a soup kitchen And anytime he saw someone come in with an animal, he would wave them over and say, hey, let me provide your animal with some care, no cost to you, and just see how they're doing. And pretty quickly, he had a line out the door for his animal, (laughs) his little animal stand um, at the soup kitchen. And he did that one more time. And then he realized, why am I making these people come to me? Let me go to them. So he took it to the streets. 
And now he is known as the Street Vets. And what he does is in his free time, he takes a little bag of medical supplies, walks around places where there's a high density of homelessness, and provides veterinary care to people who have pets and are who are living on the street. Wow, he sounds like such a kind man. I know, it's really cute. And also, I just want to say that he has a YouTube channel called The Street Vet that's really wholesome, which is where I got a lot of this information, also from various news articles. He's been featured all over the place. So he's been doing this for a while now. It's been around nine years since he's been providing veterinary care on the streets, and he's treated about 400-plus animals. Nice. And he pays for everything out of pocket. Like, it's all just his money that he's doing to provide vaccines, medication, um, nail trimmings, you know, all the, like, basics of veterinary care. And for pets that need a little bit more love, like perhaps a surgery or something invasive, um, he has a GoFundMe that currently has $130,000 raised out of $150,000. Wow, that's close. He's almost there. I know, he's almost there. It's so much and it's so awesome. And I just want to talk a little bit about the importance of pets for someone who's homeless because... I think there's a huge misconception that if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of your pet. But the truth is, poverty does not represent your capacity to love or care for somebody else. And a lot of times, people in these situations love and care so much about their pets that they will forego a space in a homeless shelter so that they can sleep on the street with their dog or their cat or... They'll forego a meal for themselves to make sure that their dog is fed too. And Dr. Kwan discovered that this was very true based off of all of his interactions with these people. So he says that most of the people he interact with um, who are homeless with a pet describe their pet as better than any form of therapy. Homelessness is an incredibly lonely space to be and a pet might be your only companion and companionship and that sense of belonging is just as important as your sense of security they also depending on the dog can provide a lot of physical security there was um a video i watched on his channel about this this (laughs) pet owner whose dog was named ladybird and he called her ladybird the protector because he could fall asleep and know that if anybody tried to rob him or take advantage of him while he was sleeping, his dog would wake up immediately and start barking and alert and defend, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's the physical safety there. There's also the mental mental stability. In another video, the woman said that she'd probably go a little bit nutso if she didn't have her pet to take care of. There's just a sense of love and compassion that dogs have that's endless. Life can be really, really harsh and cruel. And to have something in your life that's giving you a little bit of love and care and positivity can make a world of a difference. I love how the mental health aspect shows that these people like have a huge amount of love in their heart to care for this pet, but it also probably sparks them to have some sort of responsibility, which is good for them in their mental health because it keeps them wanting to 
you know, wanting to fight to provide. And hopefully that can incite them to want to continue to get their life back on track to a place where they may no longer be homeless or be able to afford something better for them and their pet. And I think that's a good thing to have in your mind so that you know that you're not giving up. You have, you know, ownership of this animal and this animal loves you and you're going to love it back. And having that love, that drive to provide will just continue to aid you in wanting to do more for yourself and your pet. Absolutely. Like the emotional support factor is insanely, insanely supportive and beneficial. And one thing that um, Dr. Kwan has learned from this is that his preconceived notions of homelessness and homeless people themselves are so wrong. And he's been interacting with them so often now and has just found that they truly are just like people who aren't homeless. I mean, not having a home is not representative of any character trait or part of who you are. It's just a circumstance that life has uh, dealt you. And a lot of these people just have had a series of unfortunate circumstances unfold where now they find themselves without a home, but they still have a pet that they want to take care of and love and nurture and support. Um, And I loved it. I watched another video of his and he said one thing that he loves is just the validation that he's able to provide because as a vet, he's not just there to tell them what's wrong with their pets. He's also there to tell them what's going well with their pets and what they themselves are doing really well. And a lot of time, the pets are pretty healthy. They just need a little bit of medication here or there. And to see like the smile light up on the people's face when he says, you're doing a great job taking care of this pet. And for them to just know that they are succeeding in something is really, really impactful. And the last thing that I love that he said is, above all else, I've learned that homelessness can be solved if we really want to solve it, which I think is so true. And uh, maybe we can take a page out of Bhutan's book and get a king who just gives you land (laughs) if you're homeless so you can make your own home and grow a garden. Um, I know. We should all learn some agriculture. (laughs) I know. I think even if I ever was in that situation, I would still just fail because I have no practical skills. (laughs) I don't know carpentry. I have one hibiscus plant that's struggling constantly. (laughs) Oh, me too, girl. All my plants are dead. I cannot grow basil to save my life. I like buy it already like potted and grown and it just dies in a couple weeks. I don't know why. Why is basil so hard? It is Anywho, a skill. It is a it is an art once you learn it. I am a dog mom myself and just knowing how much my pet has transformed my life and my overall well-being and I've never even been in a circumstance as challenging as homelessness makes me so inspired by what Dr. Kwan is doing to make sure that these people who just have a trickier life circumstance are able to still get the value and love that comes with being a pet owner. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that story. I love Dr. Kwan doing great things. And it really, we just did it again. It really ties in perfectly to my story 
because mine is actually about agriculture and also a kind man who is nurturing everywhere that needs to be nurtured, quite literally and figuratively. My story is about the urban farmer, Will Allen. Have you heard of him? I have not. I didn't know much about him either, and I stumbled across him because he has such a unique story. Um, And I found his story actually on his own website because I was just Googling agriculture in the U.S. As one does. As one does, just for fun. And his website is called FarmerWillAllen.com, where I got a lot of this information. So feel free to check that out. Um, But anyway, he actually started with a quite unique story. So Will Allen is from the South, and he is the son of a Southern sharecropper. And he actually earned his BA in marketing from the University of Miami and was actually a former pro basketball player there. The one in Florida or the one in Ohio? There's a University of Miami in Ohio. Yeah. And apparently it's like the public Ivy League. I just know one person who used to go there and they were always like, oh yeah, I go to the University of Miami, Ohio, and it's the public Ivy League. So now I just always ask for clarification. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I'm going to assume it's University of Miami because they didn't put Ohio in it on his bio. So that's what we're going to go with. Either way, it's okay. We accept you, Will Allen. But he was obviously pretty athletic and very good at it to be a pro basketball player for some time. And he even did it for a while overseas in Europe and played for a few short years there. But but eventually he decided that he was ready to retire at the young age of 28. And he came back to his roots, quite literally. He came back to America and he moved to Wisconsin, where he bought a small farm with his wife. Before Will decided to come back to farming, he did pursue his marketing career, like I said, that he got his BA. Um, And he climbed the corporate ladder working in sales at Procter & Gamble. And he realized that wasn't the life for him. He realized he wanted to do more to help people directly and do something more that could influence health upon them. And he saw a niche that was needed in farming. And he obviously grew up with a father who knows a bit about that. So he learned some tips and tricks as a young kid himself. He returned to Milwaukee, Wisconsin to start farming. And and he was inspired to create his company, now known as Growing Power, while he was just doing a local gardening project, um, assisting some neighborhood children. And he realized that in urban areas and particularly rural areas that it's hard to get healthy food for an affordable price and it affects the overall community's health like there's lots of obesity lots of high cholesterol blood pressure issues that we're facing as a society especially in america and he wanted to combat that obviously he grew up being very athletic in good health to be a pro basketball player And now that he knows how to farm, he wanted to make those two things coincide and make it accessible in those areas so everyone can grow up with a chance to be healthy and live a more athletic, well-being life. So he established Growing Power, and he still to this day functions as the CEO and a founder farmer 
of his company and you can see him when you go to his farm in Milwaukee working on it daily and interacting with his guests or visitors. And he provides fresh and healthy foods at a low cost year-round to all the rural areas and urban areas that need it. In Wisconsin or everywhere? Like, what's his reach right now? He His reach has grown from Wisconsin to uh, all across the country, and he also Ooh. has a new farm that he runs in Chicago as well. Okay, okay. I know, he's great. And to extend his reach, he's partnered with lots of local um, companies or other farms that spread their food to further places so that they can make it more accessible. This is where it gets better. Through Will's novel synthesis of a variety of farming techniques, including the use of raised beds, aquaculture, vermiculture, and heating greenhouses through composting, he has been able to cultivate a new way of farming in urban areas that allows you to do all this and create all these foods year-round with a low-cost sustainability so that it's doable for anyone who wants to learn and it's a low cost to you to do it. That's amazing. I know, it's amazing that he discovered this and created it. So, like I said earlier, Alan was expanding Growing Powers initiatives through local partnerships. And through those partnerships and organizations that he collabs with, he offers free workshops slash internships to teenagers, young adults, immigrants, minorities specifically, so that they can get hands-on experience and learn the techniques that he's invented needed to establish their own farms so that they can go and reciprocate this anywhere they want in their own urban or rural areas that need it. And he's quite literally teaching them how to be independent and how to live on their own and create a sustainable growing culture so that they don't need anything else to survive. They're creating their own income and they're doing it themselves in a sustainable way. And he also is the author of The Good Food Revolution, Growing Healthy Food People and Communities. And he has received so many awards for his work, including in this book, which is used as a college textbook across the nation on how to do agriculture. And it's being modeled on ways that we can grow it on a grander scale because of how powerful and incredibly successful his techniques have been. So if you want to see all his amazing awards, he's been invited to the White House. He's been invited to speak at multiple colleges and events. You can see all his awards on his website that I did mention earlier. And what I love most is Will Allen is currently 71 years old now, and he still operates on his farm. He still continues his mission to deliver healthy, low-cost food to rural and urban areas that need it most because he believes that everyone has a right to be happy and everyone has a desire to be healthy if they're given the opportunity to have that. I love that. So go Will Allen. You inspire me and I'm glad you have the desire to make it accessible for anyone and everyone to be a bit healthier. I bet he has lots of honeybees on his farms. I hope he does. He's got some little Melissa's (laughs) buzzing around. Buzzing around, pollinating. That's what we do. Anywho, 
Thank you guys for listening to our stories today. We will be back next week with another Little Things episode. So even if you have a small thing, feel free to send it our way to allthegoodthingspodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoy our episodes, please share them. If anything, that's probably the biggest thing that will help us reach more listeners and spread more positive things. One thing I love about all of our stories, and I don't know why it's just dawning on me after these two, but it's just seeing the massive variety of ways that people can make a difference in the world. Like there's always just something really specific that people are drawn to and when they go for it and give it their time and love and energy it blossoms into something amazing and yes it's ah I love it it's so cool like this episode was someone who loves to farm and be smart about farming and also someone who loves animals and taking care of them no matter what the financial status of their owners is in past episodes we've had super incredible people who want to provide stem education to young children who want to make medical care more accessible to people of all skin colors who save half a million acres of the amazon rainforest like we have so much people are so incredible and it's all so unique and i love that we are finding all of these unique stories to share Yes, Esme. And what I love even more about that is not only are these people all unique that we share and what they're doing is unique, but their goal comes from a common place of their desire to help change the world for the better and to help make it be a place that we all want to live in. Um, And I think that is really the beauty of this podcast and what we like to share is that people are good. People are innately good and we want to wish well-being on everyone when we can come together and do that. It's really remarkable. Absolutely. I love that. I love our podcast. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. Yes, what she said. So we will see you next week. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe or share us feedback. We always are open to growing and learning how we can serve you guys better. So we will see you next time. Much love. Bye. All the good things. We got all the good things. A story to uplift and moments of bliss to remind us all that life is a gift. And because we truly care, all the good things we share.